All right, we're back. Yeah, 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 we're back. Uh, this is episode three of the deluxe version. I am your. Wait, no. This is. <laughs> I don't care. This is unedited. Uh, if you haven't, if you're newly watching this, this is uh the deluxe version. This is where creators critique content and concepts mostly on music and music videos. So this is gonna be fun. I am your. Curator of Creators, Daryl Sharp, or Daryl the Sharp, and I have a special guest today, and it is my friend, Diana Pop. Yeah. Say what's up. What up, what up? What up, what up? AKA Dirty Pop. AKA Dirty Pop. (laughs) I thought of it this morning that, uh, because I was was randomly thinking about NSYNC and that song, Dirty Pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You get that a lot? I do, actually. Oh, Oh, there's just so many nicknames. It's it's not original anymore. No. I've heard it all. I'm sorry. But. Uh, that sucks. But welcome. Like I'm glad glad you could be here for the third third uh, episode. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm, yep. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. We sound we sound so awkwardly nervous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just let it loose. It, it's it's pretty early. Like none of us had coffee. None of us had. Exactly. None of us had beers. I need smoke and a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is this is exciting. Let's. Uh, so the thing I want to do about this, I want to turn it into uh, a conversation but first an interview and then we just critique shit mm. and we just have conversations about what's going on with our lives and everything so th- so people listen to the shit they don't they don't know who you are so tell them who the fuck you are who the fuck i am yeah okay. who the fuck are you who are you chiron <laughs> please tell me you got that reference no. Oh, have you, have you seen Moonlight? I feel like this is a common theme for have, both of us. Uh, have, you, have you seen Moonlight? No, but that's on the on the oh, watch list. Okay. I definitely want to see yeah. it. I hear amazing things and yeah. Yeah, just from the trailer, like how beautifully shot it is and the colors. But like yeah. in the trailer, he's like, who are you, Chiron? He's like, I've been trying so hard to remember. And then <laughs> you, just get, you just get so deep in it, but the music is amazing, all that. So mm. yeah. Yeah, I want to see. It. Yeah, I saw the trailer and it fucking looks amazing, and uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, t- so yeah, tell them who you are. <laughs> so um, I've been trying to remember who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'm Diana Pop. Uh, I don't know where the fuck to start. There's like, I feel like this question for everybody would be so hard to condense into a couple sentences. Instead of okay, instead so. of telling your your beginnings, tell tell us where you are now, currently, or your in, your in life, because everyone talks about oh, I'm from such and such, and yeah, I've been yeah. there all my life, and now I'm doing this. But just tell us what you're doing right now. I mean, we'll, and, we'll, and we can go backwards and talk about where you're where you're Ooh. gonna begin from there. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, so uh, where I am right now is um, I'm a I'm a designer most of the time. Uh, I also direct music videos. Uh, I paint just for fun. I take photos just for fun. I love being out in nature and exploring uh, exploring nature with my camera. So I post a lot of that stuff on Instagram. Um, not like trying to get like a big following or you know mm-hmm. uh but just trying to like spread more of a message about how fucking amazing nature is and how we're kind of like being in the city we were divorced from it in a way and um wait did you say divorced from the city no divorced from nature oh, right? oh yeah so divorced I like from, that. from nature in a way and it kind of like takes a toll on us um and i'm also very much into like yoga meditation and like just trying to be the best person I can be in the world so I can do the work that the world the world needs like Mm -hmm. very passionate about social justice very passionate about um helping people like 
heal their wounds and and so like i'm also a designer right which mm-hmm. a lot of times like i'm working on projects that feel very uh you know especially working on entertainment projects they feel very um empty so right now i'm kind of like i'm looking for more meaning and um just trying to find a way to like still do design or like marry the two marry meaning with with uh art and stuff that like that. that's interesting just like trying to uh, almost like have a marriage with all these mediums i mm-hmm. uh, how did it what, what was probably the first medium for you uh drawing for drawing? sure drawing yeah uh what about you definitely drawing i I talked about this uh, in the last podcast, but basically how it started with me being into school projects and everything where I like, like for history, I would do a map of a such and such. And that was really interesting to me. Or, or even I remember, I will never forget this. I, in middle school, I think we were at, remember that book Shane? There was a, there was like a Western called Shane. No. Oh, I, oh, you must have a really white teacher. <laughs> I, I must have a really white teacher then. But there was a, uh, there was a book called there was a movie called Shane. It was like a Western movie, and one of the things we had to do was uh, wait, what did I say? Book or movie? You said book. Oh, it is a book. Okay, okay I, I thought I said movie. <laughs> but because uh, part of the project was we had to do a movie poster, so that was really fun. And I, I remember I made uh, I think I made like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, one of the like the little boy character. Uh, the villain from All About the Benjamins with the scar on his face, he was Shane. Oh. Uh, and I remember uh, creating movie posters like that. I think that's what inspired me to come to L.A. because for a long time I wanted to do movie posters, but then I realized doing it and actually doing a career in it, it's not as fun because there's so many details with the key art and there's almost so much photo manipulation and so much uh, so much almost making it unreal in a way that it, it kind of throws it off and takes the fun out of everything. But mm-hmm. that was that's how... Uh, that's how my beginning started when like drawing Dragon Ball Z characters and being involved with that and just I feel like a lot of our influence that a lot of our influences pushes forward uh, and in a lot of ways they come back do you feel that way? Yeah definitely like uh, this makes me think of a quote by Steve Jobs I don't know if you like him or hate him whatever yeah. R.I.P. That's my nigga <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um, but he, he was giving like a speech at Stanford or somewhere like that was like a a college university address and he was saying how like just trust your this is so paraphrasing but trust your your path because the dots will connect backwards so just follow follow that curiosity follow that intuition like wherever it wants to take you and then it will all come together in a way that's that's deep because yeah I feel like um like we almost come back to to our initial influences like uh, like what got me really into design was cartooning and stuff and I feel like I'm doing that again with products that if I have some time I can probably do again or even with uh, the Kanye stuff the, the 12 days of Kanye yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, was that really was, thank you yeah th- I, I want to do more stuff like that when I actually have the time uh, but <laughs> the abundant <laughs> yeah, time yeah exactly just uh, the amount of time to just hit me and just continue down continue down that road so mm-hmm. that is exciting I yeah. yeah, so I uh, let's see, and I, I kind of want to. We can go back and forth with some questions because a lot of times during the week, when, as I'm preparing for these podcasts, there are a lot of thoughts that are in my head, mm-hmm. and I like to share them with people uh, to see how they feel. So let's do this. Yeah, let's hear some. All right, some, uh, some sharp <laughs> thoughts. So uh, one thought I had was the idea of semi happiness versus good happiness, and 
What's interesting to me is that is it possible to live a life that's semi-happy or do you think it's a, a beneficial life if you're almost semi-happy in a way? Uh, I can I guess I can start off with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, I just feel like I asked you the question and then I'm like, I'm going to answer this motherfucker myself. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, how I feel is that you can almost be semi-happy because it pushes you forward. It almost influences you to do other things like with, uh, with jobs, for example. Uh, you kind of you like what you're doing, but you don't love what you're doing. So you're almost doing something more to push it forward. Mm-hmm. And it, there's almost a reason with that unsatisfaction to to want to push forward. Because if you're because almost if you're happy, it's almost it's in a way boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like you, you kind of stay. You're like, well, I'm happy here, so you want to stay there. You don't want to push forward. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to be stagnant. That yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I want to hear your definition of semi-happy. You kind of hinted at it, but... Uh, oh, now you're asking me the questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Surprise, uh, the motherfucker. De- <laughs> the definition of semi-happy is... I don't, I don't know. It's... I, I guess the way I, the best way I could think about it is a relationship. Like, you know what you have is... It's necessary and it's what... It's what you need, and it eventually it's probably going to be your end-all, be-all, but you're always curious in a way for, for other for other ways, other other routes, other uh, other ways to, um, so that you feel like you're going to add to that happiness, but mm-hmm. in a way they're, they're almost competing with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that makes me think about, like, the hard balance between, like, being content with what you have and appreciating what you have. And then also like striving for more because in the striving for more, sometimes we can fall into like, oh, fuck this shit, yeah, you know, like exactly. just not appreciating what we have mm-hmm. or uh, like constantly being focused on what we still have to get to, uh, it, it kind of just cancel, it, it kind of like feels mutually exclusive, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. Uh, and yeah, it's just like a, a balance. Uh, wait, what was the original question? <laughs> yeah, the original <laughs> the original question was, what is your definition of my happy? Oh, or, or the yours, you but yours. Me? Oh, the my, you my original me. question was, uh, can you live can you live a happy life being semi happy? Ooh, yeah. Or yeah, or can you live? Uh, yes, yeah, a, a satisfact. Can you be satisfied being semi happy? Mm-hmm. Well, then yeah, that sounds like it's just a matter of like finding that balance between being grateful for what you have and i mean that like i come across practices that you could do every day you know like uh writing down three things you're grateful for and that mm. kind of exercises that part of the mind to like think about yeah. oh this is good you yeah know, versus like focusing on what's bad like mm-hmm. oh this shit again the, these bills yeah exactly yeah these these damn bills these or damn. or your or your or your <laughs> <laughs> the rent is too damn high. <laughs> have you seen that meme where the, the rent is too damn high? No, I haven't. There, there's but there's I a guy relate. running for president, and he looks like Al Sharpton, but with with more with a better perm. I, I feel, <laughs> but he, he's like the rent is too damn high. He's like, look at these children starving. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, uh, but what what are three things you're grateful for? Um, three things I'm grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for. Uh, my creativity mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh, uh, something that no matter what happens in my life uh, you know I could lose everything tomorrow and mm-hmm. yet n- nothing can take away my creativity unless I take it away you know like yeah. just do dumb shit like drink myself 
to don't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah don't do that yeah. but uh i definitely feel less creative when i'm drinking um you know remnants of the college life mm-hmm. anyway uh second thing would be uh being in la i feel like la has a uh, oh tell them what you represent Oh, yeah, I t- represent lots of places. Yeah, so yeah, tell me what you represent. I represent Romania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was born there, lived there for 12 years. Shout out to Romanians listening, if, if there are any Romanians there, listening. Are there any, <laughs> any Romanians? Maybe, maybe cause this is, this is going to be recorded. This is going to just be like suck somewhere in history. So eventually, True. if this if this platform grows, it's going to be like, oh, shout out to, yeah, yeah Romanians yeah, represent. Yeah. 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 Um, and represent toronto and woodbridge yeah. everyone who's from woodbridge is gonna laugh wait woodbridge in so in toronto uh it's not in toronto it's like a suburb like right outside of toronto oh okay um i lived in both and so i have to rep both oh, uh, i got confused for a second because there's a woodbridge in virginia that i live that i live close to because oh, yeah because i live in i grew up in alexandria virginia shout out to virginians and my homies listening Back in Virginia, uh, so yeah, there was a there was one person near there, so nice. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, "What? You weren't? Are you from Virginia?" <laughs> I was, Wait, I, 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 yeah. I thought I knew you, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought I knew you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, when I first moved to Canada, I lived in Toronto, uh, Dom Mills and Finch. Shout out to all the homies. <laughs> What, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know um, who you are. I can't shout out all y'all out. Yeah, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually keep in touch with like very few from there, uh, a lot more, uh, just people in like random places in Toronto, um, and then, uh, moved to Woodbridge and that was like, uh, let me just stop me if I'm going too deep into this. No, uh, that's the point of these podcasts. Like it's supposed to be a long ass conversation. So (laughs) enjoy these two hours, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I moved from Toronto to Woodbridge, which was like a completely different world. It was like its own little bubble. And I went from Toronto where like, even if you wore makeup, it was like a big deal. What? Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, she's been wearing eyeliner. Like I'm worried about her, you know, like that kind of shit. And then, um, moved to Woodbridge where everyone was like barbied out and just like full on into makeup and doing their hair and all the shit. And I was like oh, damn, like, right when I had this whole fitting in thing, mm-hmm. right, you know? Like, yeah, they just do the whole 180 on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rules so, change. I feel like that's yeah. life. Yeah, yeah life it is, is always life. like that. Just when you... But I kind of like that. Like, just when things are figured out, there's, like, that 180. I think I, I felt that way every time I've been in L.A. because uh, I can honestly say around the beginning of the year, it's always the best time of my life. But then around August, that's when shit hits the fan and <laughs> something bad happens, like... Uh, I feel like like I've been I've been here two two times uh, two years and most in the jobs I've been at I've been let go around August mm. so that's how it's usually been and then between August and December I'm like scuffling trying to find my next move but by December I find something I really love and then the cycle starts all over again so I'm not yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I just have that same like same cycle of depression in August so summer's coming I'm I'm waiting like like bring it August yeah <laughs> shit. Yeah, and uh, that actually ties it to your to your question too, because um, y- you know I feel like right when we get comfortable, uh, and maybe that's the whole point to not be comfortable. Well, to that's get... funny how that actually tied into the conversation. Yeah, not, that makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I I feel like being 
comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, we're going deep. That no, I, I, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah. seriously, like a, there's no place for shallow waters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and like right when you think it's like okay, I got this shit all figured out. Like I'm good. I can breathe now. Like mm-hmm. you know, just relax. Uh, all of a sudden, something else changes, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like there's always a change coming, and. Uh, the more we try and cling to like this is the way things are and I like them this way and I don't want them to change and all this exactly. shit the more we kind of like create this uh, suffering for ourselves it is yeah because there, there's so much progress there's there's like progress and change it's it's it should be welcoming because yeah because I, I I think about this a lot all right because if there wasn't change we'd be like we'd be all right we'd be fetuses in our mid twenties mid to late twenties for sure yeah, yeah. be these Babies, yeah, <laughs> for sure. we just would be, or or even with knowledge, like, cause we don't we don't know the same things that we knew last year. Like, it's so, uh, it's so beneficial. Like, uh, and you and you're so grateful for that knowledge. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And even we can zoom out even more and like think about how without that change we wouldn't have been. Uh, we'd still be in the caves, you know. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have yes. all the shit that we do have. Exactly, now. yeah. Like technology, everything mm-hmm. it just pushes pushes the agenda and that's that's amazing yeah yep. yeah mm-hmm. oh and there's i watched this like really cool ted talk about how ideas have sex and what <laughs> <laughs> so just i can explain yeah um so apparently uh this so when they say how ideas have sex they just really mean cross-pollination of ideas so mm-hmm. you know let's say i tell you this is how i built something and i share that knowledge with you and maybe you have some knowledge that's useful to me mm-hmm. and in the sharing of the knowledge there's that cross-pollination and we can both go our separate ways or work together to improve whatever process we just shared right or like whatever that. knowledge we yeah. just shared so just um like we evolved uh by making tools and sharing that knowledge allowed us to make better and better tools mm-hmm. and making better and better tools also allowed that gap of between innovation to get smaller and smaller and smaller and progress to get bigger and bigger and bigger like exponentially yeah. so we've been growing a lot faster recently because of that and it just that speed is increasing too mm-hmm. so it's just i'm like super fucking excited to see where we take things and uh, you know what we evolve too, you know that yeah. also involves change, right? Yeah. Like, am I excited about it, or am I gonna be a traditionalist? Yeah, you can't be, like... you can't be scared of it. Exactly. Yeah, change is very scary, but it you just have to you just have to roll with the punches because everyone's dealing with that same fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and what's what's made us such a uh, uh, I don't want to say dominating species, but let's say resilient because I'm sure there's like bacteria that totally outnumber us. Mm-hmm. And, Could kill us. Yeah, like for that, sure. Yeah. yeah, fucking cockroaches mm-hmm. could yeah. like be last, the next. <laughs> last survivors uh, of the planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Wait, 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 wait. No, I, I kind of wanted to, to tie into that because you were talking about how things are like the sex of ideas and how ideas are like there's so much more interaction with one another. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of wanted to, I, why was I thinking that with how people are with relationships, how there's almost no ties and there's no labels anymore. So things are, there's more interactions, especially with online dating and like all this other shit. Uh, so it's just, there's this constant movement of ideas and constant movement of people and uh, interactions. So I think 
So it, it almost makes me wonder like how fast things are going to go in the future with, uh, with not just ideas, but people. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, damn. Well, okay, let's brainstorm for a second. Okay. Where do you think it's gonna go? Uh, well, I'm, I didn't think it was just an insight. I wasn't trying okay, to. Okay, okay, true. But, uh, but I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be. This is me thinking in the future, but it's just gonna be like instant services of uh, a people meeting, and uh, and it's gonna be like teleportation and just. All these people just, you're like, where are you? I'm right here. Boom. That's where you are. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Damn. Well, um, you want to hear some crazy shit? That's, that's why we're here. Bring on the crazy shit. So the whole thing about teleportation. So I came across this organization that uh, studies out-of-body experiences. Science, uh, Scientology? No, oh, no, no, no. I don't even know, I don't even know if Scientology does yeah. that. I think they just have like a, a whole like belief system and it's kind of like religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say anything about Scientology because I don't know much about it, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think he's a Scientologist. Shout out to Tom Cruise. Shout out to South yeah. Park yeah. for uh, bringing us entertainment mm-hmm. on that. Um, but uh, what's it called? Uh, okay, so this organization strives to like study this phenomenon uh, in like the most objective scientific way possible because mm-hmm. it's still like a subjective experience, right? But um, apparently, like they've uncovered that we all have this ability to um, uh, when we sleep, like we just leave our, our body just a little bit and we just hover above. And that's how people sleep. What? Even even pets do this. So all living things, right? That that's awesome. Yeah, like so mind blown yeah. number one. Uh, and then the other thing is you can totally explore this other. Uh, they call it like the other half of the orange. So the non physical part of the world, right? Wait, the other half of the orange. Yeah. So if the physical world is one half of the orange, and it's what we've been taught to to see and value and. This is all we know, technically, right? I think I'm stuck on the part of why it's an orange. <laughs> that's what <laughs> so I'm... So, just, 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 just go with the, it. That's the okay. metaphor yeah. for, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like a whole... Just the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? So, one half of the orange would be uh, the physical reality, and then the other half of the orange, which we just haven't even learned to value or, or explore, blah, 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 uh, is the other half mm-hmm. of the orange. And I think I just said that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, apparently, like, you can totally, you know, through this process of, like, leaving your body when you go to sleep, you can induce these ex- these out-of-body experiences when you're also awake. So then you can explore this non-physical reality uh, with awareness, like, kind of like how we feel right now. You know, this feels pretty fucking real, right? Yeah, like, uh, so it, it kind of emphasizes the idea of, like, spirituality. Yeah, yeah, sort of, but it doesn't go, like, I feel like a lot of people have resistance around spirituality because it can really go into the woo stuff, like, I don't know, just, like, just, uh, I'm thinking of, like, the airy, yeah. airy voice of, like, just come to your center and find peace. Oh, it's it's just not like that. It, it's just it's just an out of it's a literal out of body experience, but it's just nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, yeah. Like you can totally do this no matter what you believe, no matter what mm-hmm. you uh, like think. It's just it's just an ability that can be uh, 
practice and strengthen the way we can like go to the gym and strengthen our muscles, right? Mm. So that's strengthening our physical bodies, but this recognizes like an emotional body, an energetic body, and being able to like leave the physical to explore that and still like come back to it and be safe and all that. Mm-hmm. So what they say is that you can also like teleport to wherever the fuck you want to go in the world mm-hmm. uh, like this, you know, and you just have to like Damn. think about where you want to go and then you show up there. Uh, it's actually kind of creepy because they, <laughs> they talk about how like you can go and see other people uh, uh, when they're sleeping and then you see them like hovering above their bodies. So I'm just like, just now like, like some like some dr strange this. type shit yeah, yeah yeah it's like super interesting and uh, what i like about them is they say that don't believe anything we say because all of this like when you just know about the physical world you're like this is fucking nuts mm-hmm. right yeah that is that's enough to just blow your mind but then finding out like there's an extra element that's that's like what that's it's like over my head exactly yeah yeah um and it, it questions so much of what we already know that it's easier to just be like, no, that's not real mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's an interesting topic. Like, I like I was listening to this other podcast, a podcast I listened to was called Brain Idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz, and they were talking about the idea that we almost choose what we want to believe in, and mm-hmm. uh, just because there's uh, an article on the internet that's that's almost supporting that, that's when we'll believe it. Or uh, there's all there's uh, like we almost find satisfaction in thinking that something's the truth. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the whole concept of, of cognitive dissonance. Like, even when presented with facts, yeah. people will still be like, no, 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 that's not true. Exactly. Like, they'll, <laughs> they'll always find some reason to make themselves feel right. Like, we always, like, we just want that satisfaction of being right. If, even yeah. if it's bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And again, that's tied to change. Mm-hmm. Like, the resistance yes. to change. Is, <laughs> change is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. start singing like, yeah, Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> It's been yeah. a long... No, y- yes, <laughs> that's it. Change don't come. Yeah. I remember everyone was playing that when Obama was elected. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, that was... Because they were like, all right, change is here. Like, change is knocking yeah. on the door. You better answer that motherfucker. He's got a package. Yeah. yeah. See, I was still in Canada back then, but I was like whispering oh. to the board, like, please vote Obama. And <laughs> now we were trying to do the opposite, trying to go to Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. It's, I know. Yeah. I seen those memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so uh, you have dual citizenship, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, and um, so I've been here for almost four years now. And on the fifth year, I get to choose if I want to become a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like on the fence because I know I'm going to have to give up one one of my other citizenships. Gotcha. And I don't know if it's worth it. Like, I don't like how things are going Yeah. Uh, right now. And, it's, you know, it's, it's some scary times right now. But, um I also feel more, like, I guess, committed to want to make a change and just get more serious about mm-hmm. it. Like, it's urgent in a way. You yeah. Know? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I should just fucking but be yeah, that, yeah, that American citizenship <laughs> is almost like a golden ticket in a way. It is, It's interesting because, yeah. like, well, I didn't think we'd actually get into this topic. But uh, I think a friend of mine did some really smart shit. Uh they had, because uh, they're from they're from another country, but they had a kid here. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking smart. And then they actually, I think they just moved back to uh, the country they were from, uh, oh, the, yeah. the country that they stayed in, but so their so their child could have could be an American citizen. That's fucking smart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that is. Yeah. Damn, my like, aunt did that too. Yeah, you gotta just give it the grind. Like, uh, it's almost like yeah, like having your child in paradise. Even though I don't think America's 
the best paradise. <laughs> <laughs> LA is paradise. Yeah, yeah, we take we take America for granted, and but because everyone thinks America is this coup de gras, even though I don't, I, I don't think I've ever said coup de gras. Shout out to me saying coup de gras. Shout out to me saying coup de gras. Uh, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, everyone just, it's like the land of opportunity, but we, as Americans, just take that shit for granted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe that's interesting too, like the idea of change too, because uh, maybe we take uh, what we have for granted, and maybe that's some, the reason some people want to stick around with uh, with their constant or their, uh, their thoughts at the moment. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just taking things for granted is, again, anti-gratefulness. Like, it's a recipe for just focusing on what you don't have and mm -hmm. recipe for unhappiness. It, you know? Maybe that's it because, uh, that, yeah, the unhappiness almost, I, I think a huge factor that's almost looking at other people's accomplishments or looking at other people's uh, other people's lives and trying to compare them to yourselves when Ooh. we're all in the same, we're all in a different journey. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm guilty of that. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, because you're like, oh man, I, I, I deserve that or I, I kind of want that, but then you don't know what they had to do to get there or, yeah. and it, it makes you wonder. Yeah, and you never know if like, because there's some social accounts that like, you know, will just go buy some outfits and wear them for the photos and then go mm. return them or you, like mm. you don't know what that looks like exactly or, like behind the scenes and uh i mean a lot of them or not a lot of them let's stay away from generalizing no <laughs> no no, no, this is, no this is for hot takes like say what the fuck you want okay yeah okay. so like, yeah all fucking social media yeah, exactly <laughs> if, if there's a time to be honest it's on this podcast i, I think this is even outlet for me. Like I, I'm a lot more honest on here than mm -hmm. I am in front of people. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're ever uh, if you ever appreciate the time to listen, then you can hear my honest thoughts. This where this I'm the most honest here either here on Twitter. <laughs> on uh, Twitter, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say like uh, I feel like there are a lot of social media accounts that uh, show that outwardly looks successful and then behind the scenes you know are totally broke or scraping by or mm -hmm. uh or you know like pushing detox teas which just enforce like diet culture and all this or, yeah, shit. Like, yeah. yeah and i don't black tummy teas yeah yeah but anyway like uh about the whole comparison thing um apparently it's it's like scientifically proven now that more like social media use gets us into that uh mindset of comparison it does and it, yeah it leads to unhappiness because of that yeah i think before social media i was never comparing myself to other people mm. all right maybe <laughs> maybe the only time is if i went to a friend's house and they're like oh you got all this you got, you got nintendo 64 i ain't got nintendo 64 you gotta because i remember uh in my neighborhood when I grew up, uh, everyone on the block had a trampoline and we were the only house that didn't have a trampoline. And I, I remember uh, being like, oh man, how come we don't have a trampoline and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like as an immigrant kid, you know, like I was dressing from like, uh, there's this thrift store in Canada called Value Village. Like I remember the first time I got my first like Nike jersey. Uh, and like everyone at school was like, damn, that looks so cool. Like, I like it. Where'd you get it from? And I, I didn't want to, I was too embarrassed to say like, I'm oh. from Valley Village. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I got this gift. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, that's funny. Uh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. But, um, you know, just like yeah. feeling like you're, you just can't afford shit yeah. when you're starting out and yeah, but shout out to my parents. They did a good job. Mm -hmm. and, 
uh, you know, definitely worked hard and came a long way and et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And then just tie it with a bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, I guess that, re- that relates to another question I had. Uh, especially me thinking about this as a creative. Because uh, we both work at, we both work, or we work for agencies and we do a lot of freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you ever feel like you can be truly happy uh, working for someone else? Because, you know, everyone talks about, like, while well, some people are uh, living their dreams, people are living for other people's dreams or working for other people's dreams. So do you feel like you can be happy uh, working for someone else or how long do you think that can happen or your thoughts damn that's I feel like that's speaking to my soul right now mm-hmm. um, I think for me personally probably not I feel like there's definitely like a, an entrepreneur inside of me mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like I was having a conversation recently with um, uh, my mentor Chris shout out to Chris yeah. shout out to Chris <laughs> Um, about entrepreneurship and just just wanting to hear from his side because he's been an entrepreneur like most of his life and uh, you know like what's it like what's it really like because I tend to look from the outside in and uh, you know assume like oh it's like living the life and all mm-hmm. this awesome shit you know you're like working on your own schedule and whatever but uh, he told me like how hard it is and you really have to do it if nothing else is an option, if working for for someone else isn't an option for mm-hmm. you, so I that's definitely a good way to, that's an interesting way to put it because a lot of people because it's uh you don't realize how challenging it is like there's because yeah. you're you're just on your own like you don't you don't really have much to stand on yeah yeah and you're also working with investors and if you get people to invest in your ideas like depending on what you want to do uh he told me how like depending on how much they invest they tend to have like a bigger say in what your company does so all of a sudden your idea goes from like this pure creative thing that you wanted to do to like now you're corporate you mm-hmm. know so yeah. just how do you deal with that and and maybe like later down the road you want to leave the company and you want to sell your shares like some companies will have uh, like rules around that like you can't sell your shares until like 10 years later and yeah i think i've experienced that at a, uh, at a job yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's interesting but uh so back to your question i think i definitely see a seed in that for me i'm still like exploring if i am an entrepreneur and what mm-hmm. would that look like like what would my idea be and actually i gotta tell you about something i did recently all right um yeah you can tell me off the podcast we don't we don't gotta let the, the masses know your true, your, true, your, true. your it's my, my little secret yeah your dope ass ideas and i'm still waiting for approval so it's i don't want to jinx it by celebrating too soon publicly mm-hmm. and it'd be like Wah, wah, exactly. Yeah, like, remember when we t- recorded that podcast about that brilliant idea and that shouldn't work, didn't fall through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good times, good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, I can work for other people as long as it's a it's a good environment. I feel like there's definitely places I cannot work for anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't work in in places that are very very top down hierarchy of like. Mm-hmm this is the boss and what I say goes and I make the rules and your ideas are shit and they're not valuable. Like I've definitely been in those environments and they're very, they feed on fear. They, um, yeah, that's discourage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, especially us as creatives. Yeah. Right? Like, Cause, they, cause they, just because they have, maybe they have the, the title or they have, uh, or they're, they're cause as a designer, I almost feel like we're the middlemen cause 
uh, we'll bring it to maybe an account manager and they're the ones to talk to the representatives. Yeah. Yeah, and we almost feel, we almost feel like the supplier in a way. Yeah. Because so, we never uh, meet face to face. Even at work now, I'm, I'm dealing with that a lot because uh, we'll work with some cool brands, but I'm the one creating the content. But they've never seen my face or they don't know the, I, the work I put into it. And they think mm-hmm. it's just a quick turnaround for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's almost like that removal, like, takes away the respect for the work. Mm-hmm. The amount of uh, exactly. brain and, and yeah. just effort that goes into the work. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, there's... I don't know. I also, I joke around about how I'm trying to find like a steady job that allows napping. (laughs) Because... Yeah, go to Google. Yeah, get the the, the napping center. If anyone has a hookup for Google, let me know. Google, if you're listening, hire me. I'm a good uh, visual designer. I'm learning UX. She got a lot to bring to the table. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, just kidding. Uh, But yeah, like napping is... I used to do that at my... So now I'm freelancing full time, but uh, last year I was at a really really cool company um, that had a, an awesome culture and it made all the difference. Like mm-hmm. I was very grateful for that, and uh, like I turned this into part of the culture because mm-hmm. I needed it and yeah. my boss was cool with it. But uh, you know, a couple of days a week I would take like 15 minute cat naps mm-hmm. uh, because it would just like recharge me you know instead mm-hmm. of a second cup of coffee i would just lie down for 15 minutes my brain would like shut down for a little bit and i'll get back to work and like have ideas and, that's amazing you know? yeah and i've read articles yeah. that support that it, it helps uh, memory function it helps creativity like it just it improves you know what improves yeah, everything that's, that's amazing <laughs> everything everything <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I, I wish i would have a culture like that and i think we talked about this before like don't you hate it when there's a pl- when you have a workplace that has such an amazing culture, but you almost feel like you're not satisfied creatively. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I freelance at one of those recently mm-hmm. too. Like, I love the people here, but I'm like, damn, this is like, this shit is almost like it almost feels like busy work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or like, so with my last job, uh, the reason I left was that I felt like I outgrew it. Mm-hmm. I outgrew the role, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is kind of unfair like i feel like a shitty brat in a way because i'm yeah. like this should go to someone who is still in that mindset that i was in at the beginning you know yeah. like i'm excited to be here i fucking love this shit like i love what i'm doing mm-hmm. and i got to a point where i was like fuck but it goes with that idea of change yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so you, can, you, you can't just, help just it that. like some change in some ways that we were the title of this podcast i just don't know what <laughs> <laughs> something is yeah yeah something uh Ch- change is coming. Yeah, change is coming. <laughs> <laughs> ch- ch- chugga, 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 change is coming. Next, next time, next destination, change. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was actually sad when I left because I had a little bit of the guilt, you know, because I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is the culture's great. It's a good position, pays pretty well. Like you know, I have no reason to not be grateful for this. And then it was just a matter of like. I need to accept that I've just grown. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm a different person yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a real yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a phenomenal woman now. Yeah. Phenomenal woman. Uh, but that, that's a, I think that kind of leads to my next question, too. Like, uh, do you ever feel like uh, you've compromised yourself creatively? Or when is the last time you feel like you compromised yourself creatively? Ooh. Um, yeah, so I feel like maybe this is the next 
phase I'm in now, like uh, I feel like I'm at uh, the the same stage again where I'm outgrowing what I'm doing now too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm more focused on meaning now. Yeah, I think that's the, the one thing I can say. Like, uh, like you'll see you'll see job listings. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool, but you're like, what is that gonna bring for me? Or is mm-hmm. that uh is that uh, is that necessarily for me or because where you almost feel like you're better than that? Yeah, yeah. like am I just gonna do busy work like you said? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even though you know the name might look good on the resume or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, and I did that recently too. Not on the stuff I'm working on now, but I was freelancing at this agency not so long ago. Uh, great place, like great people. Uh, but the work I was doing was. Uh, I was just a production artist. Like, mm-hmm. I was just exporting stuff. Like, I wasn't using my creative brain. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I felt I was, like I was compromising my creativity. Yeah. Anyway. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not working at full potential. And I felt yeah. it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, I'm bored. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> not what? You're just like, because uh, I feel like that way a lot. Is, uh, sometimes I work now, or, some, or, sometimes, or definitely in the past, where I'll get a task and I'm like, is that it? And yeah, you're mm-hmm. just like boom, 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 boom. I'm done. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that, that, I, like no sweat broken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah, no sweat broken, no fucks given. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I've been fortunate enough to not compromise my creativity in a way that I'm working on stuff I stand against, you know? Um, I don't know. Have you ever had to do anything like that? Like where you're working on, let's say, like... I don't know. I, I think I was interviewing for a like a website that was doing Botox injections and shit. I shouldn't even say that name. Uh, Man, fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck Botox. Yeah, exactly. Embrace fuck Botox. Yeah. Love you yourself. Embrace me. <laughs> <laughs> love yourself. Yeah. yeah. And nothing wrong with some love Exactly. I love you some wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the wrinkle ladies. You know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe they don't know who they are. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely feel like had I accepted that job, I would have been a bit conflicted, you know? Like, I wouldn't have been super proud of, like, what I'm contributing to. So, I don't know. Have you ever been in positions like that? Uh, not to that degree where it's just been something I've just blatantly hated. But uh, I think it's just been a lot a lot of things that have just been boring to me. Because mm. it takes a lot for me to be almost, uh, to be satisfied with the content I'm creating. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always feel like I go back to some like one of my first jobs, but a lot of it was in hospitality, and that, that wasn't really for me. And I think the only way I kind of related to that job was that I was a bellman at a hotel. That was uh, that was one of my one of my jobs before that job. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, it was just kind of boring to me. It was just a lot of these a lot of these events and stuff I really didn't care about, and a lot of this mm-hmm. potent stuff I couldn't relate to because for a long time, longest time, I know what I wanted to do. I know what I wanted to be involved in, but I think. I'm still involved in that journey where I have to get to that area or I have to get around those people to say, hey, I'm good for that. And, yeah. But just give me the opportunity. Yeah, hell yeah. 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 How do you feel? Like, uh, this is like a, a, a typical interview question, but where do you see yourself or where, what's the direction you want to see you you would like to go in? Um, I would like to, and this is tied to that thing, the idea that I'm waiting to hear back on. Yeah, we, okay, yeah, so, like, yeah, you can be as blunt as possible. You don't have to just, I. So, um, I, I definitely want to, if, if I keep working in, in design stuff for someone else, I definitely want to work for a company that 
has a good company culture and is also doing uh, meaningful work in the world. Like it, it could even be like, uh, I was gonna say healthcare medical, but that's like a can of worms. But just something that, that? Like that a, helps people. Oh, gotcha. Like obviously still design related, but help contribute to a mm-hmm. company that's creating useful products, not just like, you know, shit that gathers dust yeah. in the corner of someone's house or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, but um, definitely something that feels rewarding to me. I would definitely want to uh, level up to uh, have more impact, so I'm more uh, in charge of the creative direction of that company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I'm getting to a point where it's like, Man, I have vision. Exactly. Like, I'm good, yeah, you know? you know what I yeah. Yeah. I got I got vision. I know what looks <laughs> is that, good. Is, is I that know like what... Kanye? <laughs> yeah. I got a I got You I got hear vision. that? Exactly. That's keys, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, did you just reference my, my yeah, shit? I did. Oh, I did. oh man, you're you're awesome for that. I, I think yeah. that was like one of my favorite yeah. uh favorite. Exactly. Episodes. Yeah, he was like, You hear that jangling? Is it <laughs> is it keys? Is it is it slave bells? Is it oh is it slave bells? No, it's my keys, motherfucker. Yeah. I got the keys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out, Dre West, because Dre Dre killed it with the uh, with the voiceover for that. Yeah, yeah. he was so good. Yeah. I was like, is that? No, that's not Kanye. <laughs> yeah, he was he was amazing. Like, I, I would love to work with him again. He was uh, he was great for the voiceover. And uh, shout out Josh Lee because he did some of the writing too. So that it was yeah. Ex- uh, I guess that kind of leads to to my to my thoughts because uh, I want to do more stuff around that, or de- I definitely want to do stuff around music and culture. Because mm. for a long time I've been saying this since since college that I, I want to work for Complex Magazine yeah. uh, or Complex Media because it's not there's not really a magazine anymore. Uh, but I want to be involved around that and culture and uh, eventually just create my own my own wave in a way with that mm. with. The things I do, like the like the twelve days of Kanye stuff, yeah. and I even have a new idea. I can I can tell you off the podcast, yeah. but I, I might work on that later today. Uh, nice. And yeah, just constantly pushing myself because I feel like like we've been talking about. I won't ever be satisfied doing something for somebody else. I have to do something that's maybe like eighty percent for me, but twenty percent for other people, mm-hmm. and, and it has to make me feel satisfied. Make me make me feel like. I've done something that's pushed me and made me a better person. Yeah. And uh, the way you were talking about that earlier about making yourself feel like a better person, did you mean that morally or did you mean that creatively? Um, I would say both. I mean, I definitely see how, like, painting, for example, uh, I, I try and paint concepts and that feeds into my, my being, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I tend to become what I'm painting in a way like if yeah. I'm painting something about uh, I, I did one one of my favorite paintings recently is reinvent yourself mm-hmm. I, I wrote reinvent yourself and I think like, I, I saw that on your Instagram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, that became the theme for a couple months after that you know and just, just, just it became I can't talk right now yeah. <laughs> it became this um, I just started embodying all the like the whole theme of that and like how it played out in my life and you know from like dressing different to uh embodying like who i am now letting go of like limiting beliefs from the past like you know things we learn as kids like me as an immigrant like showed up to a new school and feeling like i don't belong like when am i gonna let go of that outcast identity you know and just just know that um i'm okay and i belong anywhere just by being a human being kind of thing uh and i can help other people belong as well 
um, and yeah, it became it became another growth thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Maybe that's a better way to put it. Where uh, we're not really necessarily changing; we're just constantly reinventing ourselves. And I think yeah. that that's a good way. That's a good way to say because maybe at the core we're still the same person, but we're almost redeveloping. Or we're uh, we're uh, it's almost like I want to say like Legos, yeah, <laughs> where yeah. uh, you're taking you're just taking things and adding others, or yeah. uh, or even with. No, Mr. Potato Head. That's a better reference. Okay, Mr. Okay. Potato Head. Because you got, you got this blank-ass canvas of this empty potato. But you... <laughs> we're getting... I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm going somewhere. But, uh... It you works. Got, yeah, you got it's this base of, of Mr. Potato Head. And then you you add the hat if you want to. Maybe he has a mustache. Maybe he doesn't. Hey, Mr. Mr. Potato Head himself is constantly... Reinventing <laughs> 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 himself. Exactly, yeah, Mr. Potato Head. I, don't know. I mean, ladies have mustaches. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, rock that lady stash. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, for that, sure. That's for crazy. Sure. Um, reinventing is uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reinventing yourself. That, that's what it's all about. Just, uh, just constantly just going forward and realize, uh, just... Going like just taking one thing, adding the other, like like spices and cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. cooking in that kitchen. Uh, and did that answer your question? Because I feel I like think I it did. Uh, because because you're talking about compromising yourself creatively. Oh and, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see what else. Let's talk about how's your week been going. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Uh, I think we were talking <laughs> about that early because because uh, we haven't. Uh, I haven't seen you at all t- in 2017. So yeah. That's so, yeah, true. Yeah, like it's been. It's been a quarter of a year, so how's your quarter of a year been? Quarter of a year has yeah. been uh, have you, have, amazing. Have you reached goals? Like, you had, maybe you had some goals before the uh, the year ended or, and that you wrote down in your in your journal on New Year's Eve? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like... And you're like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say definitely more, more so on the personal front. Uh, just as far as... I feel like I've made huge leaps as far as, like... Uh, where I'm at personally, um, but there's still a lot of stuff, a lot of pieces, uh, and moving parts right now that are still coming into place. Like mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, how I'm looking for a new place. So I'm moving out April first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still like right after this, I'm gonna go check out another place. So I have to find that out. So that's a new beginning in in lots of ways. Uh, you know, roommates, all that jazz. Uh, I'm excited. I hope I found someone great. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope I find a place that uh, I have a little kitty, um, and I hope that she can go outside. Yeah, anyway, shout out to your kitty. Shout out to my kitty, <laughs> Luna, aka Kitty Smalls, uh, aka Notorious CAT, <laughs> aka Crazy Cat Lady. I, I dig that. Um, but uh, I so on the personal front, I've done some interesting things. I did a ten-day silent meditation retreat in January. Which I feel like opened me up. Where was that? Uh, it was in Joshua Tree. Oh, like a, that sounds that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. Um, uh, it sounds like the concept sounds really good. Just like the spiritual retreat in uh, in Joshua Tree, not all that. Yeah, it was. But the reason I reacted that way is because it's also super hard. So when I tell people meditation retreat, they're like, "Oh, it must be so peaceful," and like all these things come yeah. attached to it. And then uh, the reality, 
the reality of it was, you know, you're alone with your thoughts. You turn in your phone. You're not allowed to look at it for 10 days. Honestly, I kind of like that. I know, right? It, yeah. I, I, you're, you're just having no worries in the world, and you're just worried about yourself, and uh, making your... We're going back to change and make yourself change. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you unplug totally. And um, it's also hard, too. Like, it's hard work because, again, you're alone with your thoughts. And mm-hmm. some of those thoughts are not pleasant. And you have nowhere to run, right? So um, some of those thoughts... Uh, you you kind of have to just... You have to face your demons alone. You have to face your demons. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, you know, there's people there. Like, there's managers. And, and there's a teacher that you can talk to. So it's not like... <laughs> like if you seriously need help there's no way out like mm-hmm. you do have help that way um but it was so good to drop into that experience come out of it on the other side and s- like i'm still seeing how it's changing my life yeah you know? what do you think you what do you think you've learned from it uh i've definitely let go of a, a bad relationship and it wasn't even a, a relationship again you know we're talking about like how uh, there's uh, these like connections with people nowadays like it's not even with a label on it so exactly. you can't call it an actual official yeah. relationship mm-hmm. but um, it was with someone that went on and off for like two years mm-hmm. and um, it was over for a couple months but in my mind I was still holding on to like the good stuff and just replaying it in my mind and I got to see it there mm-hmm. and break it like I got to break that thinking that's pattern that's interesting and, yeah yeah and the freedom that came with that you know mm-hmm. and then funny enough like after I did that it almost like created a space for someone new mm-hmm. and what do you know I meet someone new who's fucking Ooh, awesome and that's what's <laughs> up look at you yeah so um um, I mean, also like seeing how convincing your mind is because again, because it got hard, the teacher warned us that like, you know, you may want to leave at some point. Mm-hmm. And by day two, I was like, fuck this. I'm out. This is not for me. <laughs> no like, way. I bet I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> like a reality show. Yeah. yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going home yeah. for sure. I was like having fantasies of like going home and like getting some pizza and like just, just wilding out. Um, exactly. And uh, I'm actually glad I stayed. But the just how seeing how convincing my mind was and like how it was so good at like creating this reality of like you're right they're wrong you know like what they're teaching is not for you and it's wrong like wrong that came out you know and uh then slowly like finding out that oh it's just part of the mind this is what it does this is what it does to keep you comfortable this is what it does to keep you safe and it's a good process but a lot of times like in our world like we're not running from you know, bears or whatever we yeah. were running from in the caves when that um, that process served us really well. Now it's like we're scared of, you know, big opportunities. We're scared of big dreams. We we're are, yeah. The, like a real love. We're scared of so many things that, you know, just... Yeah, so it doesn't serve us. So I, I think like, that's great though, because uh, a friend of mine, Mimi, shout out, shout out, Mimi Den, if you're if you listen to this, uh, uh, she said uh, one thing I remember her saying is that you almost have to be afraid of your dreams because that's what pushes them forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said fear, but I always thought that was almost a paradox because you can you can go two two routes. You can either be afraid of them and just ignore them, or you can be afraid of them and embrace them. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely, like, I definitely know fear to the paralyzing degree. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. feel, I feel that way with this podcast, too. Like, I've been trying to do this for, like, a year and a half. So mm-hmm. I finally had to just jump on it and do it. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times that's what it takes, mm-hmm. you know. Think about, like, have you ever uh, jumped off a diving board, like a pretty high one in a pool, or jumped off a cliff into, uh, I don't Why know, a lake I jump or off a cliff? No, into a, lake, <laughs> into a well, safe water. Oh, lake. No, oh, like I, like I, I've jumped over high dive, but yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So high dive, similar thing, because the psychology is the same. Like, the more you stand on the edge and try and work up the courage, the more you're gonna hesitate. Mm-hmm. And if you just take that deep breath and jump, like there's no you, you stop that process of like, oh shit. Can yeah, I do exactly. This? Like you just have to do it, and. You, even though you're constantly going, even though you're jumping, even though when you get up and you're in between the pool and the, oh, yeah. you're like, oh your shit! Goes in your mouth. Yeah, like, but then once you actually make that splash, you're like, wow, it's over. Yeah, yeah. and then and then your mind's like, oh okay, we survived. All right, I exactly. See. I, see. I might not do it again, but I survived. <laughs> yeah. Wait, exactly. But at least I know if that experience yeah. is for me or not. Yeah. Have you have you felt with that lately? Because I've talked about that with me starting podcasts and uh, even with uh with other projects i want to do but how have you done that where you just had been like had to be like fuck it i'm just gonna do it right now and i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna go for it recently have you Mm -hmm. have you done that um damn that's a good question i think i did that with this idea that i that i'm waiting to hear back on yeah i'm sure with the retreat too like it was it was kind of like a it was kind of a, a how did how did that uh, develop that the idea of doing the retreat or how did that uh, how did uh, that spiral? Yeah, maybe that won't fall under that category because I didn't really have the fear going in because mm-hmm. I was naive, like I didn't know what I was getting myself yeah. into and didn't talk to other people who did it uh, to see like how hard it was actually gonna be. You know, I was surprised by how hard it was, um, but how like I wanted to do it in Canada. Oh. And I applied, and you have to apply like a couple oh, months in advance. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was that deep. I thought it was maybe like uh, like a group of friends just going out. No, or, no. Or you're paying like $40 to just go with a no, group of strangers. No, no, no. Um, I wanted to do it in Canada because there's a, a retreat center there too. And uh, there's just like a couple of them in, in the U.S. and Mexico and Canada. And I got accepted a couple times and then right up like leading up to it uh i would have to cancel last minute because something would always come up so uh never got to go but the curiosity remained right so Mm -hmm. when uh one of my friends wanted to do it uh i was like sure like i'll fucking come with you i've always wanted to try it and you know in solidarity (laughs) like get us with my friends yeah yeah be there for you and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to leave too i was like fuck like this is voluntary suffering. This is not my path. This is like yeah. my friend's path. Like yeah. they wanted to come here. This and ain't I, about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I want to go home. And mm-hmm. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think as far as something that I had like fear about and like just decided to go for it was this idea that I pitched forward. And I feel like I should just fucking talk about it now that I've like, no, I mentioned oh, it. No, it, 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 it all depends. You can be vague about it. You can be all right, as well, vague we'll, and specific as you well, want. Well, just let the suspense kill everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, but I pitched this idea that means a lot to me. And if it gets approved, then I could turn it into an actual like business idea. And it would be a non-profit. Um, 
but it, it was something that I felt for a long time that I wasn't, pre- that I wasn't, uh, I guess, prepared or qualified for. I felt like I had experiences I could share and bring to the table, but I didn't feel like I was certified enough to like be doing this. Or That's how it usually this. happens. Like, yeah, yeah, like you the, almost the feel whole... like underqualified, but then it's it's the right calling. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely feels like the right calling. And because of that, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do this." Like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Like, if it gets approved, cool. If it doesn't, I'm gonna find a way to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to come to life. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but it, it's crazy how we we tend to. Fall and I know I'm not alone in this. I don't know. Like shout out to other creatives who can relate to this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of what we want to do comes attached with thoughts like, "Who am I to do this?" Like, uh, yeah, there is that doubt because yeah, even though like even though there is that phrase that almost every, there's no idea, there's no such thing as an original idea. Mm-hmm. It, there's always something pulling you back, and mm-hmm. but you just have to have to go for it because every. Because people want to hear your insight, people want to hear your thoughts. Even with this podcast, I, I, I feel like I keep referring back to this podcast. Because <laughs> it's my baby. Yeah. That's my baby. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, wow, my voice sounds so weird for that. Uh, it cracked a little yeah, bit. It, it did, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but uh, even with this podcast, I don't think it's the most unique or I don't, or I don't feel like it's maybe not where it is right now where I want to be but it's going to get there mm-hmm. I feel like with consistency everything gets better so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and even uh, I had a lot of thoughts around that too like oh there's other people doing it and they're doing it better yeah but is that honestly, idea compare yourself again exactly yeah and the best thing I've heard on this and this like should just fuel you forward uh, it doesn't matter if someone else is doing it um the way you're gonna express it even if it's a similar topic even if it's a similar whatever industry thing podcast mm-hmm. you know um it's gonna come out unique to you and people will connect to your unique voice and they may not connect to that other person who's expressing it in a different way that's unique to them mm-hmm. so i think we owe it to the world to express our unique um voice and the way we see things and um you know just have other people connect to that because you never know like who's gonna resonate with you only yeah it's our duty as creatives exactly yeah yeah Yeah. it's our creative duty that is that's that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) i let's see but i guess this can lead to another segment i want to do on the podcast where we basically just critique shit or we just talk about talk about content that we've uh, that we talked about or we've experienced over the past week, the week and a half. Yeah. So. Are we going to watch stuff? We can watch stuff. I, I want to figure out, like, I'm still so novice at this, but I want to figure out how to uh, do, like, live reactions. Or I want to, this is, uh, I doubt anyone's going to, I, I want to figure out a way to make this podcast visual in a way. That's yeah. the one, that's the one thing I've been trying to figure out since I started it was a way to make it a visual, a Add a visual aspect aspect to it, cause, uh, cause you were asking earlier, like, what's the what's the reason for the name? Cause the deluxe version, mm-hmm. because the main reason for the name the deluxe version is because I really want this to be influenced by album art and music videos, and at one point, or the goal is to talk to mostly uh, music video directors, maybe album art art, art directors, and talk to them. I I even have 
I have one guy coming in at the end of the month that I'm excited about. Uh, he's a homie of mine that uh, I interviewed with him when I was looking for a job. And he was just so welcoming and graceful to come through. Yeah. So I'm excited for that when that's going to happen. That's awesome. But, uh, that, but back to the deluxe version, it's because album art, it always has a deluxe version to it. You know, with music yeah. videos and uh, there's even like deluxe album art. So that uh, that's the reason that this, I want this to be almost a bonus for... Uh, for music videos and yeah. uh, for co- for cultural content like that, or even with uh, it can be a deluxe version for ourselves too, because we're talking, we're having these co- intense conversations for something that's on our chest for something beyond work. Yeah. So it's it's a great way to just talk about insight and just go deeper into the conversation. It's almost yeah. like at a concert. So so this conversation is almost like a bonus check for for thoughts we had in our head. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you could do... I mean, we can, like, do a whole brainstorm session on this. You could even do, like... Uh, like, find a place to uh, release the podcast, but have a way to also attach, like, maybe visuals or links for the videos we watched. Mm-hmm. Or just full-on, like, record video, yeah. man. And just put it up on YouTube, you know? Do it like a... a what are those called? Video talk shows? Oh, oh, that's, no, they're, <laughs> oh, wait, the live reactions? Um, yeah, or, so, I guess if you want to keep it just to that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you could do, like, just record, uh, off your webcam, or yeah, have, like, a camera. like a live reaction. Just for that, yeah. and then, I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll have, we'll but, before before we go into that, I, I, one thing I like to know for every person that gets interviewed here, what okay. uh, what's something that inspires you, or what's something that's inspiring you lately? Ooh. Can I think about it for a second? Yeah, you can think about it for a second. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna load up something we're gonna talk about. Okay. Uh, but I, I guess I could talk about something that's really influenced me lately. Is uh, or I, I don't think I've ever talked about it to you directly, but something that definitely influences me is. A lot of collectives, we talked about that in the last podcast, just collectives, just the idea of like uh, people combining their efforts together to create something that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was talking uh, one influence of that is the Madbury Club, because I just, I love them so much. Shout out to the Madbury Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to keep going in that direction. And I think with this podcast, I want, that's something that's helped with that, because I'm building this collective or this this group of people that I get to talk to, references, or even, that's why I even came to LA. It's just a group of, it's just so many people that I've grown to meet and I wouldn't have had this if I was back in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And this is definitely the place for creatives and especially, I mean, we're a lot of dreamers here too. You exactly. Know? wanting to do stuff and uh, yeah. You gotta, to you gotta dream those dreams. Uh, live long, live those dreams because yeah. I... Cause the world isn't, uh, cause the universe isn't black and white, and I got, I got this so long. Cause, uh, this is <laughs> take two, it, take two. I, I, I just, I just lost it because, uh, wow, uh, Combat Jack says it better because that's what that's how he ends every podcast. He's like, uh, dream those dreams, live life and live those dreams, cause the universe isn't in black and white it goes in technical and surround sound i, I probably oh, got it so wrong beautiful. but it's something around that along that line yeah yeah so even if it's wrong it sounds fucking awesome yeah he, he, i like he, it he ends the podcast with every with an anecdote like that that's really cool but yeah back to that what have you found out what, what influences you or uh, what, what's something that's influenced you lately yeah or, so lately um I'm influenced by so I've been caught up in the details lately. Like I've been really studying 
typography I just geek out over really really good typography uh, and especially like really really good uh, graffiti artists that have typography skills um, like just seeing the line work and the creativity that comes out of that like it's not just uh, typography like when you see it in, in an ad or in, in some kind of like brand but it's it's what typography can be you know like just make it wild make it say some cool shit that is not trying to sell you something um say some deep shit like i i love how powerful that is you know and it combines visual and word and how those two together can can be a very um impactful uh medium and not medium just just a vehicle for for getting a message across um and I've been looking at a lot of other nonprofits, a lot of uh, nonprofits focused on uh, environmental work. Oh, that's something we didn't talk about. Like, uh, is there anything that, like, because you're, work, you're working on a nonprofit, like, what, have there been any that have influenced you or you've been looking at, or you've been researching? Uh, there's uh, Nature's, the na- Nature's con- Concern. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you're reading it out loud, or, or it looks like you're reading it in front of you, like nature, like yeah. T- 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 today, t- Junior. T H E. Yeah. Fuck. I completely blank. Like I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna remember in the car later. Like fuck, that's what it's called. That's okay. Um, there's just a really, really cool one here in California, um, that's, uh, combining video and really, really beautiful photography to, uh, get that kind of, uh, to show the beauty of nature and to show their efforts to save nature and get their, their point across. Like, I feel like it's not just where, I don't know, I feel like nonprofits can really fall into the shitty website and the just barely their social media content and these ones are actually very adapted to the current marketing current world like the current way that we want to connect with them in a way um and making that content compelling and i'm just kind of studying that you know um and i've been you know i recently came out of music video directing retirement no so. no i want to talk about that because i've seen it on your instagram and i i remember you were it looks so cool from the shots we're talking about. So talk about that experience because I think that's been one of my goals is I want to in some kind of way be involved in music videos. I am even uh, it's not full in the area, but I'm talking with a homie of mine and we're trying to we're trying to do some kind of music video for her. Okay. I don't I don't want to talk about the the concept or anything, but we're gonna we're working on researching uh, researching locations and. Yeah. I don't think we're it's gonna be very minimal but we're, tr- we're trying to figure it out so tell me about your experience yeah um well so what, what are you more most curious about like as far definitely as definitely just the development of it all or how how does it how does it all yeah how does it all develop because i think i saw it in some way from young thugs have you seen that young thug music video for white club john no. Oh, well, there's one. Basically, the concept is that Young Thug never showed up for his music video. So so they talk about the concept, and it's just talking about all the different shots that they had to go through. Like, uh, we're going to have Young Thug sit in a mini Escalade or a, one of those mini cars to catch drive. 
but he never showed up or he sent us this footage and he's he flew a kid in all the way from either Alabama or Mississippi just to just to smash a police car wow. and just stuff like that it was it was really interesting okay so um uh I had a friend uh shout out to Infu um who he's a rapper in in Toronto and we we shot music videos before when I was living in Toronto um and then he wrote a song called West Side, all mm-hmm. about, you know, being in Cali on vacation, mm-hmm. smoking weed, and very, very chill song, very, very, like, you know... So it's coincidence that it's, like, set in L.A., or is that coincidence? So, so I don't know if he just knew he was going to do a trip out here, so he wrote a song for it. Mm-hmm. I actually never asked him that. Mm-hmm. I should. Yeah. I probably texted him. That's, that's, like, crazy coincidence. Uh, but he sent me the song, and he's like, yeah, I'm coming over there, and we should shoot a video, and... Um, so I got to brainstorming like what, uh, you know, what would look good, what visuals would work for, for the vibe of the song. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it worked. Like I listened to the vibe of the song, taking the, the message, what are the, the themes and where, like what kind of visuals come to mind when I think of those themes, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like people smoking weed in music videos has been done it's overrated yeah, yeah. it's overrated now it's like okay been there done that or, so yeah uh, oh no go, go ahead for a second. no uh what was uh uh was there any past music videos or anything that influenced it uh yeah a little bit uh a lot of Wiz Khalifa for sure <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can imagine I can imagine <laughs> because he's just smoking weed and all his shit mm-hmm. and he's like out of Cali for a lot you of had to play with Wheelie or wasn't it a playable wheelie? Yeah, or? so instead of like having him, you know, puff some weed smoke in the air and do that, um, I had him sit on a weed leaf in the pool. And actually, so I also bought a drone specifically for this video. I've been thinking about that too. I, I should have talked to you about that. I'm trying to get a drone camera. I got to figure... Talk to me? Yeah, let, let's, talk, let's talk about yeah. this after the podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I bought it specifically for this because in my head I was like, this needs to be like an overhead floating shot of like him in the pool with this girl because it's also about him and this girl in the, in the song. Um, and, you know, anything like from the side or from, it's just too, it felt too ordinary. So I was yeah. like, okay, I want like something that looks cool and something that's not too distracting either. So I was like, okay, I think a drone would be like the best way to get this mm-hmm. done. And and also, the weed leaf was just funny, man. Like, it, it was, was yeah. It, yeah. You still have it? Yeah, I still have it. Nice. I still have it. So, there was this other floaty for the girl, which was a pineapple. And that one, I uh, donated to uh, a beach club. Because I was like, I can't have two fucking floaties in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, what I, I don't even know One's what I'm going to do with the weed one, yeah. too. Uh, probably take it to the beach and like have people stare at me because it's a weed yeah. leaf. Like... I don't know. I mean, it'd be perfect for 420, so... Yeah. That's, like, the only way you break it up. Like, everyone will be so jealous. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and... Actually, that's coming up soon, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we wanted to do... We wanted to shoot some car scenes in a lowrider. Uh, but, again, so this is part of the process. You know, you have ideas, and you find out that, in reality, you can't really do them. That's true. Yeah, so that's with wanted, everything creatively. You almost realize you have this huge idea, but then you almost have to cut it down. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you get to edit down the road. So the lowrider was part of that because uh, apparently we couldn't rent one and drive it. Mm. We would have to have like a chauffeur from the actual company drive Damn. it for us. Yeah. Because apparently they're very sensitive and 
you know, they're pretty old cars and they want to keep them in good conditions for good condition for shows and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's out because the girl has to drive the car because uh, there's one line in the song that says uh, with a bad thing that that's Toronto slang. Yeah, <laughs> that patois that Jersey Drake is adopting. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so anyone who doesn't know Toronto slang... Uh, that is Toronto slang. It's very, very influenced by uh, Jamaican and West Indies cultures. And uh, technically, I mean, Drake appropriated it because he's not like... No. Go in. <laughs> Go in. You're already halfway there. I started it. I opened the candle. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Drake later, well, on, later on in this podcast, too. That, that's, like, one of the topics we'll talk about later. Well, he never, he never like, talked like that. That's not his heritage, right? So, but, but, people, so people give him a lot of flack for it. But the other thing is everyone who, like, is around that talks like that. Like, it kind of crosses over um, uh, ethnic backgrounds and, uh, you know, like, you have... Like, I have white friends that talk like that, uh, you know, Filipino, uh, like, Indian. Like, it didn't matter. Um, so, there's there's a there's an interesting argument right now around, like, appropriation and what what's appropriation and what's, like, okay, you grew up in this environment, so you just talk like that because that's a language you learned with your friends, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, anyway, so Drake popularized it. Anyway, but the yeah. line in the song is with a bad thing on my left side. So as she was dri- as we were driving, like um, she would have to be on his left side. Yeah. Sometimes now you gotta chauffeur. literally yeah. interpret. Yeah. Yeah. The chauffeur can't be on the left side. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah. So lowrider didn't happen. We got a just a, like a convertible Mustang. So all of a sudden the car stuff just fell way off the priority list. So we didn't really showcase the car as much. We just we had interior shots of them and like driving by like the views and stuff, but it wasn't uh it wasn't a big deal to show the car, you know how like other music videos showcase the car. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of nice too cuz I was also trying to do it different in a way. Um and then because it was very much about California, I was like, okay, we're gonna go on Maholland, uh, get some shots of the city views, you know, get some palm trees, like the staple California shit. Mm-hmm. And then it was a one day shoot. I had to do it quick before the sun went down. Um, a lot of things can go wrong on set, right? They, so, exactly. <laughs> so with, with limited time and daylight, yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're depending on daylight, you're at that mercy. Uh, we're lucky that you know weather's kind of predictable here, mm-hmm. but sometimes <laughs> it's not. <laughs> sometimes. That's with it's all not. that rain last month. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, so first thing that happened was uh, the artist and his his uh, group of friends showed up late. Sorry, typical. If, well, I'm outing you. It's typical, though. <laughs> I mean, you almost, you almost kind of expect artists to. Yeah, and, and they were also on vacation, so you know, like we can we have to excuse that too, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but it is important, like showing up on time and stuff. Uh, and then the second thing that happened was because I was so new with the drone, I had a hard time flying it. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of. A lot of like me trying to go left and I would go totally right and like, try to go, you know, and I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. like trying to get the drone listen, to fly com- over him. Listen to my commands. Exactly, yeah. So um, that was a, a steep, steep learning curve. Because with the drone, like if you rotate it in any way, it throws off the control. So all of a sudden, pressing left is 
it could be it could mean up or mm-hmm. down you know so um or front back so yeah that was that was very interesting and fun and everyone was pretty uh, understanding and like you, you can do it don't worry about it like it's all good you yeah. know? And thankfully we got everything in mm-hmm. um yeah and then it was driving around and then uh what i highly highly recommend is test shoots so even mm. if you don't um if you don't have the artists that day or whatever just go out with the camera and go to your location figure out where, where the sun is where's the light coming from where the shadow is falling because uh, a lot of that can get in the way and um, how big was your team for this for this uh, for this production uh, I just had one uh, production assistant so it was me like manning camera mm-hmm. and manning I'm a girl yeah. whoa manning <laughs> whoa manning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the my, my friend uh, who works in film was a production artist for me slash uh you know key grip slash gaffer slash like props master like everything because you know there's no one else to do it yeah and uh it was kind of a misjudgment on my part because i would have needed more hands so thankfully his friends actually just stepped in and helped us out a little bit with you know a couple things here and there mm-hmm. um yeah so it was, it was a fun experience also got to hang out we did a rap party at uh one oak what um, yeah that that sounds legit yeah because one of the guys um uh i think he's like the hype man for boy wanda oh, okay something like that so he like him and info were um info is the artist for the song i don't know if i made it clear but uh they were also networking out here and you know also having fun and whatever so there was one party they wanted to attend at one oak uh that night after the shoot and uh, they were like, yeah, you guys should come, you know? And we're like, what? <laughs> so we're like, me? Me, a college student? <laughs> me, a peasant? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so this is that was fun. That, that was fun. We saw, like, French Montana. We heard a lot of, like, shout out to Toronto. Exactly. The is in the house. Yeah, it, we're like, yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. I saw G-Eazy. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal in a way. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. That should be. So yeah, if, there, if there's anything you know, uh, like obviously we can talk afterwards too. Mm-hmm. But anything that you want help with on the music video front, like I'm here. Absolutely, you know? you're you're a valuable resource. <laughs> you're. I uh, but I guess with that I want I I kind of want to see your reaction to this music video. I've because uh, because with this podcast we're of course we're talking about content that dropped during the week and one thing that was really interesting to me was this music video by this guy named Tommy Cash okay he has a song out he has a song out called Surf or this music video called Surf okay and it's very it's very wild and I kind of just want to hear your reaction to it and I almost like it's smart but it's very it's very <laughs> it's funny but it's 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 your it's one of those what the fuck kind of uh kind of music videos okay so cool. i love those i don't even know how i'm gonna play this so let, let's let's do it te- let's see if you can actually hear it when it's playing mm-hmm. and okay so tommy cash surf if anybody wants to youtube that yeah youtube that right now if you want to we might probably not gonna play the whole music video but i i want to i just want to hear your reaction Oh, cool. Yeah. I already like Yeah, it. first of all, he's using a condom. Oh. So he's, he's slapping a condom on, on a building, and he's humping, he's basically humping a globe. 
Wow, this guy's yeah. fucking the world. It's a lot of masturbation. Uh-huh. He's, yeah, he's humping a globe. Like, this is, it's probably the wildest music I've ever seen. Wow. Not, maybe not ever seen. I've seen, I've seen crazy music. He's got like a giant ball sack. Have you seen the ball sack part? I did, yeah. Oh, wow, it's very sexual. But yeah. it's, it's with like... It's got like wow. sexual innuendos because like, it makes you think that they're doing it, but like, uh, but they're actually not doing all this stuff. Yeah, and these look like inmates, no? Oh, and inmates? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you think he's fucking her, but she's just dumping the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. But there's even weirder stuff, like they're, <laughs> like they're. Yeah, these look like inmates, no? They look like they're in. Well, no, not Could really, be. but I, it looks like jail. I thought they were in like a boarding school or something, like a European boarding school. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Just like the color of the what they're wearing, exactly. even though it's not really. Yeah, it, wow, very very cool visuals. Yeah, though. I like the the giant people in landscapes. Yeah, probably my favorite shot was the of the woman in the in the pond with with the overpass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. Celebration in a boardroom. Okay. Yeah. Like it's. There's what are like, some of the lyrics? Because uh, right now, as we're talking over it, I'm not taking it. All in, right. But, let's Google it. Because I also want to know what what themes are in the lyrics. Because I I have like meaning that's coming up for me right mm-hmm. now as I'm watching this, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I'm right. Okay. It's. Yeah, surf on her underwear. Surf on her underwear. Alright. I'll, I'll let you know when the when the music videos are real. Right, like, have you seen the part where they're licking the rainbow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. If anything, you gotta appreciate the production, just the visual effects. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. That's it. Wow. Uh, you know what it makes me think of? What? Uh. Because it's also all white people. Uh, it makes me think of... And it's all about fucking. Um, it makes me think of like... And, and, okay, so all about fucking, all white people, all about also fucking uh, things in nature and, and city and like every... Like being so big that the landscape and the world can't contain us. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think of how like white people are screwing over the world. <laughs> That's shots fired. Shots fired. I'm white though. Yeah, you're I'm Romanian. I'm Romanian, but that still yeah. puts me in the European white exactly. Category. And uh, how? <laughs> I, I don't know if that is an argument for I can over. say it. I can say that, but. I mean, the word, yeah. Oh, wait. It made me think yeah. that. Yeah, white people are fucking the world over, or they're making the world their bitch, or they. Yeah, or, yeah, like total. I mean, if we think about how we're just using up resources like crazy and mm-hmm. like only care, like even the scene of like popping champagne in a boardroom or in an office, like celebrating, right? Yeah. What are we celebrating? It made me think of corporate and co- how corporate only thinks of profit and. And, and I know that there's companies out there who do try and make a difference and they would fall in the corporate category, but I, 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 I'm yeah. jaded. I'll read, I'll read the lyrics. All right. 
All right, it's surf on her underwear, surf on her underwear, surf on her underwear, surf on her underwear. Uh, you're a game. I can't stop playing you. You, you and my menu, my bad tattoo. Mommy's punani's is working voodoo. If you be a drug, I couldn't stop tripping you. One of my junkie moves. You know, uh, you're known in my hood. I could go straight for a week without food. Mm-hmm. You're you're acting on my face with <laughs> with me. Take you to every place. I'll be solo. You're my base. Let's make a band. Sit on my face. <laughs> so it's. I, I think it's. If anything, if it written looks, it makes a lot more sense because there's uh, these almost these sexual innuendos, but I uh, they you think they're sexual, but a lot but a lot of times they're just something very practical, yeah. like um, like the fact you thought two girls were jerking them off, but they were just playing playing symbols. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, or or everything almost had had a sexual meaning to it, or maybe it's because of ourselves we're. We we choose to put these sexual meanings on on them, Maybe. like with the train with the train track and the girl on on the train tracks. <laughs> you think it's something sexual related, but no, maybe it's just something artistic integrity. Yeah, but see that so the video adds a layer to to the lyrics because even the lyrics is not. I mean, I've listened to songs that talk about a she and a love for you and mm-hmm. you know love for this girl. But really, they're talking about weed, or they're talking like it's it's referencing, it's person personifying that thing, and I, I wonder like that, if yeah. this is the pro- personifying Mother Nature, like surf on her underwear, like mm-hmm. technically, no, I was gonna say like technically nature's naked, and we're kind of nature is naked on it. Don't tell me nature is clothed when it has leaves. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but. But then, you know, I'm the visuals of... I'm trying to personify nature. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like, your acne on my face. Like, does that, does that talk about, like, acne on that... Like, acne... Uh, that person's acne? Not... I just thought it was a metaphor for sitting on somebody's face. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Shit, this is... This is definitely a very, very interesting video, and it's one of those that like I'll keep thinking about for like a week, mm-hmm. and have like big theories about it. So I'll yeah. get you back about that. Surf on Hernando. That's it's just. Oh but my god! Well it makes sense because she's so wet that you can surf on her underwear. Yeah. You almost make you. Nah, this would have been too literal, but this is another thing I want to do as a podcast is just think of creative alternatives to to content I've seen. Like. Mm. Uh, because this could be too literal, but what if he was surfing on a surfboard that was in the shape of panties, and he was, uh, he was like on a wave around that, and he's just, and you can see a shot of him just like surf on her underwear. <laughs> but that's too literal. Well, I mean, I feel like it could, it can work. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, wetness right. uh, could yeah. be the water in nature, and and at the same time, like. When we talk about mother nature, like mother, it's a it's a female uh, entity, right? Yeah, I do appreciate how we have different interpretations of this of this music video. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. What's our, I what, wonder what other yeah. people are listening, if they watch this video, what they think of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's been some other content you've seen or, or something that, that's wowed you this week that you saw on the internet? It could be a song. It could be 
uh, a video, a funny, it could be even, even be a funny video or even something that's something that's been old that you've been introduced to because I got something I can say about that. Ooh, shit. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. If you, yeah, if you go think. first. Okay, I two things I got introduced to this week. One was I've never seen this movie called Low Down Dirty Shame. Have you have you ever seen that movie? No. It's got Keenan Ivory Wayans and it's shot. It was like from '94. It's got Jada Pinkett and Keenan Ivory Wayans before the Smith. What? Okay. Uh, and it's just like this terrible comedy. It's it's terrible. Uh, it's a terrible movie where he almost plays like a detective. It's almost a parody of black rotation movies. It's almost like Black Dynamite before Black Dynamite. Okay. Uh, but it's very funny. But the but the interesting thing is that one of the songs from the soundtrack has just been stuck in my head. It's a song, Shame, by Evelyn King. Okay. It's like, shame. Oh, it's just like, shame. It's, it sounds like soul, sounds so soul trainish. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. It makes you want to like kick step. <laughs> it, it makes you want to kick step turn. And then it's, it's so funny. And another thing is, uh, I've never seen the movie The Fly. Mm. Have you seen the movie The Fly? No. With uh, with Jeff Goldblum, it's easily like I've just seen the trailers and it looks so disgusting. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm, I probably would never see that movie, but it just creeps me out, and I'm, I'm glad I never saw that movie as a kid, because <laughs> I would have been, I probably would have been scarred. <laughs> scarred. Yeah, I would have been scarred for life. Yeah. Shit. Um. <laughs> fuck. What did I say? I feel like the beginning of this week is so distant. Like so many things have been happening. Yeah, or even just maybe an article, maybe or yeah. Well, the article I read is uh, okay. I read an article that kind of stuck with me a little bit. Uh, it's gonna be a little sad. <laughs> no, that. Oh, but just, we won't shed it here. Okay, we won't shed yeah, it. Yeah, we won't shed it here. We we don't know if that tears. No, but it it was interesting to me because it talked about how um, uh, apparently there's there's an epidemic around or or like the disconnectedness and social isolation that men feel is tied to uh not being allowed to experience platonic touch like how there's there's some healing in um just like physical touch you oh, know wait, but are not, you talking about like how... between men there's judgment right because it's like get off me man like, yeah it's fucking weird. exactly yeah yeah right like any any kind of like fear of of you know i guess it falls into homophobia in a way but it's just like judgment um that is experienced from like doing anything that's borderline suggestive of being gay right Mm -hmm. um but uh some some fathers in the article shared their experience uh raising a kid and how just being connected through platonic touch uh just gave them like a a sense of calm and and belonging and and um just just like i don't know like worthiness yeah right? just uh, from that i think you need to see moonlight just from that, yeah, yeah i wanted oh they reference moonlight exactly yeah, they, they, talked they, about they talk that. about like the vulnerability because i think that yeah we don't talk about this a lot lately just the fact that it's probably one of the movies that actually explores men being vulnerable and yeah. that it's something that you you kind of look down upon as a kid, but then you realize you kind of have to open up again. And I think that's interesting as men yeah. that you have to do that you have to do that because you have to be like because as a kid you're like you better not be crying, and then uh, as an adult you're like why don't you cry or yeah. why can't I cry? Oh my yeah. god! I can't remember the last time I cried. Yeah, yeah, dude, and okay, that ties beautifully into like okay, so I'm reading this book, 
and you're gonna laugh what it's called. No, it, is it Sister of the Shaolin Pants? No, it's called Pussy. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So it's all about like embracing the the feminine, embracing the the emotional side of us. And then obviously it's geared towards women, so em- embracing the emotional side of us as women. But it also talks about how in the world, um, you know, like until like the past 5,000 years, like the patriarchal uh, cycle, cycle <laughs> yeah, like just, yeah, the patriarchal influence yeah, that's what of, of like the masculine feeling more superior than the feminine and what that did and mm-hmm. how like technically like each person, male or female or everything in between has both of those energies and if one of them is uh, kind of like overriding the other or you know out of balance with the other so if in our world we grew up valuing the masculine more so like power and uh competitiveness blah blah blah. uh and comparing the feminine to the masculine obviously it's going to fall short because you Mm -hmm. can't compare you can't judge a fish by its ability to fly, right? <laughs> like, Real shit, though. So, yeah. Um, all of a sudden, there's there's shame around uh, shame. the feminine aspects. There's you know judgment around crying from men. There's there's all these uh, messages that I feel like young boys get around. Uh, don't cry. Like don't express your feelings. Exactly. And all of these things. Be a man. Uh, exactly. Like, whatever else yeah. like all of it's, these it's things it's true though it's, fact, it's actual factuals yeah yeah and uh the the influence of that you know and how even us as women have the same influence like we don't trust our feelings we don't trust really we're, all of a sudden we're yeah like we're we're like oh i'm too much or oh I'm, that's too too strong or uh you know even like our insecurity around not wanting to be the clingy girlfriend that's around expressing uh, emotion. I never even thought that was a, a constant doubt in women's heads being the clingy girlfriend. I think so. I mean, I've definitely experienced it with uh, my girlfriends and the women in my in my life, mm-hmm. and also uh, just the more conventional roles that women assume, uh, like you know, taking care of the the house, the family, like putting everyone else's needs above their own. Uh, just doing that naturally because of that feeling of unworthiness in a way. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So so all of this like and apparently like five thousand before five this shift happened five thousand years ago. Um, the feminine was also regarded as a goddess. You know, it was like equally uh, revered as as the masculine, and it had its own uh, strengths. The same way that the masculine has its own strengths. You know, and I feel like if we get back to a place where we marry the two ha marry mm-hmm. <laughs> but just just have them work more in balance and and value them um for their their own strengths i feel like we'd be in a better place in the world like we wouldn't have so much uh you know profit at all costs you know we have more consciousness we have more um freedom for us to be who we are yeah. and not be ashamed of like oh uh I can't cry right now, or yeah, like, but... oh, I'm weak, or oh, I'm, you know, and it's none of that. Like, um, I don't know. That's interesting. I'm, I'm studying that right now. You so ever see into it? Like, we're uh, like in the future, we talk about how uh, there's gonna be almost no race, because everyone's gonna be brown eventually. Do you ever see? Do you see that happening with sexuality eventually? Like, everyone's gonna be like one single entity. Uh, 
Could, but then I've realized that it could be a paradox too because there are certain roles that certain people play. So, mm-hmm. but it makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're all at such like different levels of, and maybe not levels that implies like, you know, inferior, superior, whatever. But just we're all in such different places that I feel like it can go in so many ways. And I, I'm, you know, I used to think like, we're all one and we should just all like think this in a way think the same like we should all be about peace and love and all these things but even if we do believe in peace and love and we want to live that way we still have our own individual self and you know you're about certain things i'm about certain things there's still like that diversity and curiosity about different things so I mean, I, I wonder if that same can be applied to sexuality too. Maybe there would be more, just more freedom and less judgment. And Absolutely. everyone could explore the, the full spectrum of what they're curious about. Absolutely. So, less fear. Yeah. More change, less fear. Yeah, yeah. more change, less fear. More change, less yeah. fear. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else can we talk about? Uh, speaking of that, uh, have you, you've heard of Frank Ocean's new song. Have you? Have you? Which song? Chanel? No, I remember that one. Oh. I've been, so, okay, so I okay. tried listening to his, his albums and I got stuck on repeat on uh, Control and Nights and yes, I haven't left that amazing. place. Yeah, so the I haven't left. Part, the second part, like, it makes you want to drive at night. Yeah. It does. Yeah, the second part especially. But, let's play a clip song, uh, a, quick, uh, a quick clip of it, Ben. Okay. But yeah, Frank Ocean is yeah, he has this, awesome. a new song out called Chanel, and it almost like talks about that sexuality thing that we're talking about, the idea of uh, being sensitive or the idea of uh, embracing, like you, like you can be, you can be vulnerable but still be masculine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's power in that. Mm-hmm. There's connection in that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's quacktastic. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Nice. Offset it with some humor because yeah. we have been going pretty deep. And that's what I want to do. I want, I want this to be like, I want this to have a, a decent amount of humor in it. Yeah. It's, it's a nice balance. Like, uh, we'll play like a quick 30 seconds. Ooh. Yeah. Feel it, feel it in your soul. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see me, but I'm dancing. Like the fact he just started the line with my guy pretty like a girl. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's yeah. someone someone tweeted that. They said that was like the most that's the gayest but most badass thing ever. Yeah. Like or yeah. this is the most gay it's the gayest but most masculine thing ever. Mm-hmm. And most sad like savage and badass thing ever. Mm-hmm. He was like, Fuck it, like this is this is how I feel. This is like I love my baby. Like, yeah. yeah. It's 
see yeah, those exactly Chanel, exactly like the chanel logo yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah and you know so now that like since i'm deep into the whole spirituality thing like um there is the idea of this world is the world of opposites you know it's a How duality because so? you know there's love hate there's right wrong there's oh like arguments are usually like a two sides yeah thing right and that creates division, right? So if we want the opposite of that, what do we have to do? We have to technically see both sides, like, <laughs> like, like That's, transcend. I like, that, I, like that, I like that connection. Like, tr- get out of the the left, right, right, wrong, and and because we step out of it, we're not reactive to one side or the other, and we can add something new to it that doesn't fuel that division and that doesn't fuel. Uh, opposition like that you know mm-hmm. and I'm liking your insight yeah, yeah and then there's a question of what does that look like yeah. in practice yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah but I'll, I'll let people figure that out uh, it's been a journey for me and it's still I'm still figuring it out too that's, so that's, I don't want to preach yeah that's what it's all about like the journey should be endless cause mm-hmm. what it stops like the story cause I've been thinking about myself I've been thinking a lot lately how like if I had a biography of myself how would how would it turn out and that's how that's how i've been making a lot of my decisions like oh that might sound good or that (laughs) (laughs) yes like i don't want to be like uh i don't want to i don't want my life to be boring Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm willing i'm willing to have a lot of regrets or i mean no i'm willing to have a lot of mistakes because i'd rather have mistakes than regrets yes perfect yeah Yeah. uh that's a a beautiful way to look at it actually thank you yeah i'm gonna taking that yeah more more yeah i'd rather have more mistakes than regrets yeah i i love that yeah yeah was right. like the, <laughs> the whole you. like think about it like what would you think of it on your deathbed you know that's exactly. so like grim but yeah. i like the biography mm-hmm. one yeah i i think about that when i go to especially when i go to events in la i'm like i can just sit at home but what would my biography be like that i just sat on the couch every day <laughs> yeah. remember that time they're all sat on the couch exactly i just have a, i just have a one-man show of somebody that is in a terrible costume looks like me just sitting <laughs> on the couch every night but let's talk about day 324 i'm a fat ass motherfucker yeah. <laughs> these potato chips are amazing <laughs> these crumbs are three exactly I, they're crumbs on my on my belly but i don't care they live there now they live <laughs> <laughs> uh let's talk about a few more things so first of all, uh, Drake's More Life comes out tonight. I think it comes out tonight. So I didn't even know I didn't know something that Drake was doing. Yep, he drops More Life. He drops More Life today. Okay, what? that's what the shoots are saying. Okay. So I uh, can't wait. So it's it's interesting since you're repping the six six yeah. six. I uh, what is your favorite Drake album cover and what is your favorite Drake music video? And then I, I will, I'll share mine too. Yeah. Um, I like... I like his uh, Nothing Was The Same. Um, I think that was painted by... Fuck, I forget the Yeah, I forgot the name. guy's name, but I would love to interview him. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's... So, um, I love that. And I love, like, grown Drake and the baby Drake on back, right? That's what Yeah. Um... And I actually really like that album. Like, probably more so than Views from the Six. Oh, it's Kadir Nelson. Shout out Kadir Nelson. Yeah, (laughs) Kadir Nelson. Yeah, Yeah. he's fucking awesome. So, um, love that album art. Um, As far as video goes, 
I feel like Drake has like pretty. Like I, I like Child's Play just Child's because play, of the yeah. intro. Like yeah, the intro with Tyra Banks, Banks yeah. I thought that was amazing. But then the rest of it was, you know, the same. Can we talk about it? He kind of has mediocre music videos. He does, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was like, mediocre, really? He could, he could make better music videos. Yeah. All right, what was that? He did that short film, uh, Please Forgive Me. That mm-hmm. was good. I like that. That actually made me like Views more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like that one, too. Yeah, Please uh, Forgive Me. Even though it made sense, it was kind of weird that he was pimping out his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Um, But... Yeah, like you're you're so right. I was just thinking that actually, like his videos are pretty standard, like same old thing we've seen from rap yeah. videos, you know. Like even Child's Play, like okay, well, mm-hmm. how many more times are we gonna see a stripper twerk on stage? Exactly. Um, and throwing money. Yeah, whatever. eventually bouncing that shit like well gets tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe I would say. Uh, I, w- I want to say Hotline Bling just because of yes, first of all the women like they were also covered up like okay, they were is... they were thick as hell which I love <laughs> uh, but they they were covered up but yeah and and okay and, and not to shame anybody for wearing whatever they want to wear like you do you like it's not about that at all but I felt like it went against the grain of most rap videos where it's mostly like you know barely dressed uh, women and that kind of thing. Um, Again, not that that's wrong, but again, as creatives, we're always trying to like push boundaries and come up, do something different, essentially. Exactly. And I also like that Drake was dancing like nobody was watching, and just he got so much flack for it, mm-hmm. and he he it became braced, a meme. Like, yeah. It. yeah, it became a it meme. became a meme. Like I, I I think the one thing I like about uh that's another thing I want to talk about this podcast is just like branding identity. Uh, I I love that he whether he's doing it on his own or it's just waves of the internet, but he becomes. This is almost a, a cultural influence with everything, even though his music videos are mediocre. But maybe that's because the videos are maybe just a piece of the puzzle. And mm-hmm. uh, just the fact that Twitter or Facebook is going crazy by creating these memes. Like, even with the the views cover, how people were setting the small Drake on people. Yeah. And someone made a website for it, too. Shout out wow. to the young astronauts. They made that shit. Uh, I, yeah. I love those guys. I, I think they're from Canada, too. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Canada. Yeah, shout out to Canada. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of... Wait, all right. Wait, they call they call Mexico America's pants. What do they call Canada? Do they call Canada America's hat, or I feel like I've heard that, but I'm not sure. Oh, it could make sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but that's fucking exactly fucking, fucking America, yeah. man. <laughs> America, it's not always about you. <laughs> America is not everything is in America, support of your existence. America okay? is the Marsha Brady of the world. From, oh, from the Brady Bunch? Oh, okay. Marsha, so, Marsha, Marsha. I wasn't in the country. I missed out on Oh, Marcia. I didn't watch it either. I've just seen the movies that came out in the 90s. Oh, okay, okay. Where they, they almost poke fun at the, how, how weird the family was. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that sounds entertaining. Or another quote I like about America is from Chris Rock. He said that America is a big titty woman and everyone loves a big titty woman. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, if America was a woman, it'd be a big titty woman. Everybody loves a big titty woman. <laughs> that but is everybody funny. talks behind her back. Everybody does talk behind her back. That only made me, that only said that because everyone talks behind America's back, I feel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, go to like oh, she's, um, she's so pretty. Oh, I hate her guts. Yeah. Like, basically. Like, she stole yeah. my man. Yeah, exactly. Maybe America's also the Regina George of the countries. 
from yeah. from Mean Girls. I have too many Probably. references. I have Probably. all these fucking references. I'm sorry. America's a bit of a bully. Yeah, too. America is a bit of a bully. We have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, the president now. Oh, fuck. Our president is orange, but my Lambo is still blue. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. I, Damn. Do you have any anything you want to rant about? Because I got something I kind of want to rant about. Um, I, well, I mean, now that it's fresh in my mind, I want to rant about Trump, but, uh... If you want to, I I wasn't trying to get political, but let it out. Let it out. Um... I hate your face. Oh, wait, can we talk about the the Snoop Dogg video before? before Yeah, 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 let's do that. Yeah, alright, how do you feel about that? Especially, like, from perspective-wise. For, about what? The the Snoop Dogg video where he, like, shot Trump. I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I've just seen the clip at the end, but let's watch it then. Okay, let's watch it. All right, uh, I'll pull it up on my phone. Okay. Uh, wow. I mean, okay, so then that fuels my rant a little bit. So, uh, since I'm all about peace and love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I feel like we could, we could do a lot more if we wouldn't be so... Uh, because cause what I've witnessed is people being like, I'm not talking to my family because they voted for Trump. Or I'm like, fuck everybody who voted for Trump. And then it just, all of a sudden, we're becoming the very thing that we stand against. Like, we're becoming the hate that we hate from Trump, you know? We're like, all of that is not useful in a way. And, I, and at the same time, I totally get it. I don't want to invalidate that emotion. And I get that people are scared. But at the same time, like, okay, now what? What do we do moving forward, you know? And I feel like it's, there's a lot more usefulness in uh, being the good people that we can be to everybody around us yeah. and, like, standing for everything that Trump is not, you know? Like, be the ally for uh, racial injustice. Be the ally for um, women. Be the ally for um, all the... Like, the environment, you know, I, I heard some sad news about them cutting funding and yeah, the person they appointed as, as the the leader of that department. Like, it's just, it's very sad, but at the same time, like, I'm almost, I'm grateful that all of this shit is coming to light and we get to see it and we don't get to live in our perfect bubble of like, this shit doesn't exist anymore and everything's perfect. And we get to then channel all of that emotion into what the fuck do we want to do next? What can I, how can I contribute to a world that I want to live in? You know, how can I contribute to a more compassionate world, a more loving and accepting world, an inclusive world? Because we still have like so many issues that affect all of us and uh, just create this inequality. And, and I get that it sounds very high level, very like fluffy and, and uh, dreamer you know, idealistic, like, but that can translate into action, you know, you can start small, be a good listener to someone you tend to ignore most of the time, like a sibling, or uh, help someone reach their goals, you know, donate your time to a cause that you care about, uh, just, just be a good person, just, just peace good, and love, peace and love, motherfuckers, <laughs> That's with my pe- with peace there is love. Yeah, so exactly. Here. And and ask yourself if what you're putting out in the world, whether it's yet another rant about Trump, uh, and not that we shouldn't talk about this, but how do we talk about it? You know, is it is it just fueling the the hate, or is it adding something useful to the conversation? Is it is it 
inspiring people to action? Is it blah, blah, blah? Like, what is it? And that's it. it blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I ran but out this of is a, This is a video here, so it's been getting okay. a lot of flag. It's, it's been getting so much flag that uh, Donald Trump even tweeted Snoop Dogg. Oh. Exactly. I want to know what he said. Yeah, this name, okay. Wait, yeah, this is just like the last bit. Like, he shoots, uh, he basically shoots Trump. Mm hmm. Oh shit! Oh. Yeah. Oh, but it's not even like a full on. It's just like a clown. Yeah, it's just like a, exactly. Yeah. Which is not. I mean, it's not bad, but I I get it. This okay. So uh, you also know about Nipsey Hussle's "Fuck Donald Trump" song. Oh, uh, YG. YG. Yeah, it's YG. Okay, okay featuring Nipsey. Nipsey. Okay. Oh wait, okay. is it? Nipsey's yeah. on it. Oh, Nipsey's on it, yeah. and then I think Jeezy's on the remix. He he got G Easy and Macklemore because he was like. Uh, get, exactly. We're gonna get the white people. White people. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, smart. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. So they got a lot of flack. I was just like in their YouTube comments because I, I guilty pleasure. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, the video starts with a little title thing saying how like we need to move towards more progressive values and and so, something along those lines of like uh more progressive values and. I forget what it said, but it was something along those lines. And then in the comments, you know, the song is like, fuck Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and like, I want to punch you, and like, all these lyrics, right? And then someone in the comments was like, what kind of elevated shit is this? <laughs> like, if you're talking about, like, punching Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and in a way, I get that too. Like, I get the emotion, you know, like, the anger towards that, and the wanting to, like, you know, metaphorically shoot Donald Trump mm -hmm. in the video. And I also get, like the wanting to do something else with that emotion you yeah know? you but just have to uh yeah you have to push that uh that anger in some yeah. direction yeah but maybe i mean maybe i'm also biased too like Snoop dog is a fucking artist yeah. like he gets to express whatever the fuck exactly. he wants to express and you know like and maybe that's your mind thinking that's strong nobody said it was strong true nobody right? nobody said it was strong yeah i mean it is a Clown face exactly. And, like, Trump's that, that's, hairdo, but that's your, still, that's your like, mind just trying to read between the lines. Maybe that's just some unnamed clown. Maybe Trump is used as a Trump. The Trump clown is used as a metaphor for all the exactly shitty shit that's out of it. Uh, I guess I want to rant about one thing. One, one thing I want to talk about is just I feel I don't like how all the I uh, could you haven't seen Get Out, so you're kind of gonna get half of the the message. But I hate how. All my white friends or even white coworkers, they keep coming to me asking if I saw Get Out or, or or they want to talk to me specifically about Get Out. Uh huh. Like you, why? Cause I'm black. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It feels weird. Like uh, like sometimes my friends will text me. Like my non-black friends will text me ask, "Oh, have you seen Get Out?" And I was like, "I've talked about that weeks ago." Mm -hmm. And so and I almost feel like people are being late to the train. It almost feels like a social experiment to them. Like it doesn't feel that serious to them anymore. It just feels like something that because it's been making such a big impact. Uh, they want to watch it, or they don't understand the impact behind it. They don't understand that they are the they are the uh, almost uh, a cause, or there are a reason behind these microaggressions that I feel I may feel sometimes, mm -hmm. like uh, talking about certain things or talking about certain black topics, because that's what the movie's about. It's about microaggressions and almost how they become almost almost turn into themselves. They transform into something larger than that, and it turns yeah. into something 
bigger. Oh my god, I really, I really wish you saw this movie because I would buy, I would buy a ticket for you to see this movie. That's, I want to go see. That's it, how much I like this movie. Like I would buy tickets for my friends just to see this movie. All right, <laughs> but uh, other than that, it's it's just been great. All right, but. I just want people to chill with that. Like, I just understand the message and just change from that message. Basically, mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And but, what do you do? You want to talk about that message? Uh, like, well, you, I'm talking I don't about care it. If it's <laughs> I'm talking about it enough. Uh, but basically, no. You you say you want to see the movie, so I don't want to say that much. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's worth the watch. It definitely relates so much because I'm pretty sure like. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm probably even go through this too. But people probably even have like Canadian microaggressions too. Like they talk about like Drake or some shit like that, and mm-hmm. that kind of pisses you off sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, they're similar, but at the same time different. Like th- that comes from like a sort of nationalism in a way. Yeah, but this is more like and a, this is a more like racial. Yeah. yeah. But then you know it crosses over. Like there's that same thought process is. Like, oh, you're this group. Okay, let me talk about and tell you mm-hmm. what I know about you. Exactly. It's usually they're, stereotypes, They're just putting you know? me in a box, like, uh, or people think I, I just want to talk about hip-hop all the time or some shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or even that for you, too, if you talk about hip-hop a lot, and you're like, oh, I just saw this amazing person named Mac Laymore. Mackle. Mackle May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they get the name wrong or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but I, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to almost... Uh, get me, uh, you're almost trying to relate to me, but don't try, just be natural. Just uh, Maybe I relate to you in ways that you don't realize. Exactly, yeah, because then when people come at you or at me with stereotypes about whatever, like, even, you know, there's people that come at me with stereotypes about Romania, you know, mm-hmm. those, uh, you know, the gymnastics thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, okay. Did you see the Olympics? And yeah, like, yeah, like what, in the 80s exactly, or 90s, yeah. whenever we were fucking good? Mm-hmm. Or, um, What's the time you went to Romania? like five or six years ago gotcha. i am overdue mm. uh, actually trying to go this summer oh that's what's up yeah, yeah but... you've been traveling a lot lately <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yeah <laughs> like getting those frequent that's why i want to move because i want to i want you know priority shifted i want to save up more and you know la is pretty expensive for rent. it is yeah so you know sometimes i want to cry like how much goes on rent and mm-hmm. anyway but um you know when people come at you or at anybody with these stereotypes and then they want to talk to you and ask you about those things it tends to be like a filter like they're just trying to like uh almost like confirm that their stereotypes are right exactly you know like oh you oh you like that's a lot that's a lot about the movie too like they're all right that a lot of it feels that way because they're trying ways to relate to them and everything Mm, yeah and then because it's a filter i'm not really seeing you for who you are exactly i'm not letting you unfold yeah let me know who you are and what you're about because i mean we're all unique and we've all had different experiences yeah i'm not a representation of my race i'm a a, a fucking person exactly Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so i hear you Mm -hmm. i hear you and and i hear you know everybody who's going through that um yeah i don't know what i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> trail off yeah 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 this is where like this was our is there is there anything else you you want to share or anything because we've been we've been at this for like two hours so yeah 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 um no i think i'm uh yeah i think that's it uh if anything if there's anyone out there that is uh dreaming up some some awesomeness um you know like go for it work through your fears heal whatever you gotta heal within yourself 
uh, go for those dreams. Like the world needs it. You need it, you know, for you to really come alive and, and feel like you're reaching your potential. Like you need it too. It'll feed your soul. So uh, maybe I should just become a motivational yeah. speaker, yeah. but go for it, man. You got to do it. Uh, I mean, we're here like slowly. We're on the path with you. We're working through our fears too. We're, you know, Daryl started his podcast. Yeah. Congrats on that. That's fucking Appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, and that's it. And peace and love. Yeah, I, I'm actually gonna read the the dreamless dream things right because I actually found it on. Do it. Yeah. All right, it's dream those dreams, then man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Boom. Yes. That's how it is. Shout out to Combat Jack. Uh, definitely one of the pioneers in this hip hop podcast game. Uh, and I think that's it for me. So thank you for listening to the third episode of the deluxe version. I am Daryl the Sharp. This is Diana Pop, and we are out. Boom. We're out. Peace. Peace.